morning. Welcome to the first morning chapel of the new year. Are you glad you're here? Well, ask the person next to you if they're glad you're here. I'm just, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. We have, um, we have one class on campus in the mornings, Introduction to the Old Testament, right? Those of you who are just walking in, so I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad for, um, glad for the folks who work here on a regular basis. Uh, I still think that what happens in chapels is a significant part of what goes on on campus. And, and uh, anytime you're here, I think it'll be worth your time. Uh, like we did last night, um, we need to recognize the fact that even though we're at, we're at the beginning of the school year and we can celebrate that, uh, there is a significant part of our country that's underwater and under siege. And so I want us uh, to just acknowledge that right up front. We have, um, we have some folks who have family uh, in uh, either in Mississippi or in Louisiana or in some of those other states. Uh, students who raised their hands last night, anybody here this morning that have family or friends connections down there? Okay. Uh, Dr. Worrell, I know, does some online students. Um, we're going to begin the process of uh, putting together a uh, hurricane relief fund from Nazarene Bible College uh, at the end of the service this morning. Um, we'll have an offering plate back there, and we need you to put some green things in the plates. Last night, we collected over $200, and which is a good start. Associated Student Government is going to uh, take up the task, I think, within the next week or so. so I want, to, I want to acknowledge that I'm convinced that when we praise, we bring our concerns. If we have to leave those outside the door, then it's not quite praise, is it? One other thing I need to know. This is, the first, this is your first chapel. Can we see your hand? All right, good. Everybody else? Let me catch my breath. Okay, so everyone say this with me. Every tongue confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's say it. Okay, say it with me. Every tongue confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Again, every tongue confess Jesus Christ is Lord. He is, isn't he? It's the theme that we're going to use for our chapel services this year. It's also part of the longer passage that the Associated Student Government is going to use for their theme for this year. Every tongue confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. It comes from a letter that Paul wrote to a church in Philippi, if you want to turn there. In his letter, throughout this letter, Paul is continually encouraging them to stay true to their faith. I didn't tell you which chapter, just go to the book. But I'm glad you're looking. Chapter 2. Chapter 2. Uh, this book, and this is just an aside, this is sometimes called the book of joy because of the word rejoice. This, I think, is more likely a book called endure because he's telling the Christians to stay true. Um, another, another sermon, another time. He is continually encouraging them to stay true to their faith in Christ, to stay loyal to Jesus, to not give in to the pressures that they faced because they had placed their faith 
in this carpenter from Nazareth. So one of the ways that he did this for those folks and for us was to remind them of all that Jesus had done through his time on earth. So if you go to verse 5 in chapter 2, he begins to describe this, these activities, these kinds of things. He tells them of where he was before he came to the world. Paul tells them about what Jesus did while he was here and where he is now, having completed his mission on earth. And then he writes in verse 9, Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father, the word of the Lord. So I want us to think for a few moments about what Paul is trying to say to them and to us here. First, I think he's trying to say that everyone should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He gives his reason for saying this in verse 9. He says that God has given a Jesus a name that is above every name, and because of that name, we should confess him as Lord, because of that designation. The many names of Jesus have always fascinated me. It just seems that there is just no one way, no one way, there is just no way that one word can adequately describe who he is and what he's like. And what he's done. No one name does him justice. This poster on the screen has been around for about 25 years. I know because I saw it at least 25 years ago. Anybody have one of these? Really? Used to? Okay. Well, somebody that's close to my age. I said close. I said close. It's always been one of my favorites because in it, if you could read it, in it, it's just great visual way to remember that just how indescribable Jesus is. I wanted you to see the poster because I wanted you to know it exists, still possible to get one, but I know we can't read it, so I need some help from you. Um, what are some of the names, other than the name Jesus, that are given to him in the scriptures? What are some of the names? Messiah and Lord, just go ahead, say them out. I am, man. And? There, good. All right. And? Right. And? Right. And? Okay, good. And? Yeah, right. Right. And? Right. Yes. And? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And? Right. Bright morning star. Oh, the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. Reminded me of a long, he's the lily of the valley. Well, okay. Sorry, that was a nostalgia trip. Yeah, yeah, creator. Right, Lion of Judah. Right, yes. Right. We're, we're just getting started, but it, that's the notion. That's the notion that there is just no one way that adequately describes um, all of who Jesus is and all of what he's done. However, that's not what Paul's referring to here. Uh, Paul says 
that God has given Jesus a name above all names. A name above all names. God has set Jesus apart from everyone else who has ever lived. He has distinguished him from every other person who has ever walked the planet. He has designated him as worthy of the highest honor, the highest praise. In fact, one writer put it this way, to Jesus is given the honor that is proper only to God. To Jesus is given the honor that is proper only to God. The God who said, you will have no other gods before me, has declared that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord because I've said so. Reason enough for me. How about you? Good. Second thing I want us to take a look at in these verses is not only that every tongue should confess, but that every tongue can confess. Every tongue can confess that he's Lord. It is crucial, I think, for us to remember that the ability to confess Jesus Christ as Lord is not limited by age or race. It's not limited by gender or geography, by education or politics, by economics or nationality. There is no language litmus test there is no minimum height requirement. No down payment necessary, no photo ID needed. God has made it possible for everyone who chooses to, to confess that he's Lord, right? He's made it possible for all of us. We're used to, at least I'm used to, hearing the phrase in English. Every tongue confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. But I've asked some folks to help me with this because I want us to hear it in other languages other than English to get an appreciation for the fact that every tongue can confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I've asked some folks to help me. Carlos, stand. Tell us what it sounds like in Spanish. Okay, good. Thank you very much. Dr. Powers, what's it sound like in German? Good, thank you. And Mika, how, what's it sound like in Dutch? Okay, good, thanks. And Dr. King, in Hebrew. Good, thanks. And Juanita in Navajo. Good, thanks. Every tongue can confess. Last night, Janine King gave me the idea, and I just thought it was, was a fun thing. So I need all these guys to stand again, and I want us to hear it all at once. Okay? All right, so go. All right, good. Thank you. And we have interpreters. Good. Thanks very much. <clears throat> Every tongue can confess. Aren't you glad? Because it, someone could have decided someplace along the line you don't qualify for whatever reason. But God's made it possible for every tongue to be able to confess. The next idea, the third idea that I'd like us to consider from the passage is that every tongue will 
confess. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. The today's English version does a better job of capturing what Paul is trying to say in these two verses, so follow along in your text and let me read uh, this to you again from the uh, today's English version. And so, in honor of the name of Jesus, in honor of the name of Jesus, all beings in heaven, on earth, and in the world below will fall on their knees and will openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Did you hear the verbs in there? Will fall, will openly proclaim. It's the essence, really. It's the central theme that he's trying to say to them. He wanted those first century Christians to get this good news. They were struggling and striving to stay true to their faith. They needed to know that every tongue would, will confess. It's kind of good news for us too, huh? All in favor say aye. Aye. It's great news for us who are facing similar situations today. You see, he gave them, he gave us a reality check. Paul reminded us that even though it seems impossible now, Every dictator, every terrorist, every pseudo-prophet, every false teacher, every double-minded person, every liar and deceiver, in fact, every person who has ever resisted God's grace in their lives and gone their own way will one day bow and confess Jesus Christ is Lord. That's encouraging words. He's also saying to us, not only will, will those enemies of the cross bow, but he's also saying to those of us who are already confessing him as Lord to keep doing so. He's saying to every follower of Christ, stay true. Every tongue will confess. He's saying, hang in there. Every tongue will confess. Don't give up. Every tongue will confess. You can bet your life that... Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Paul is saying, I know that you're saying it now, but will you say it then? It's all right to say it at the moment, but will you say it tomorrow? And I know that you confessed it once, but will you confess it the next time you need to? Will you join the martyrs and the faithful who with their every breath, including for some their last, have confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord. The question applies here, doesn't it? It's a little easier to say Jesus is Lord on, in August than it is in February. It's a little easier to say that Jesus is Lord at the beginning of the school year when you haven't gotten all your syllabi yet. And week 10, sometime in November. I know it's easier to say Jesus is Lord in the middle of a chapel service or in a church congregation than it is at home alone, just you and the demands that you have to face. Jesus Christ is Lord said yesterday, and I'll take the privilege of doing it again, I have a new granddaughter. She was born on July 
24th. I'm not quite yet a grandfather, but I have a granddaughter. It's just pure denial on my part, I know. But one of the things that this text and preparing for this chapel has caused me to reflect on is just how much of a challenge still today it is to say, continue to say, that Jesus Christ is Lord. See, Paul is saying to us, and he was saying to those Philippians, in the face of everything that you are wrestling with, that one thing remains true. Embrace it. That one fact remains permanent. Don't let go of it. That one truth is worth your whole life. So give yourself to it. Jesus Christ is Lord. Right? Will he continue to be Lord? Will he always be Lord? He will. But we'll need the Father's grace and the Spirit's help to make sure that that's true for us too. Amen? Amen. Let's pray amen. Jesus, you know what we wrestle with and what we face. You know, though, though the lean of our hearts, the intentions of our minds and souls, we intend to confess you as Lord today and tomorrow and until the day you take us to be with you. We pray for the grace to make that possible. We pray for your Spirit's empowering to make that a reality. And in the challenges and in the days that challenge us along the way, would you remind us that you are Lord and invite us to confess it again? Would you remind us that you are Lord and that you wait for us to lean into you with all of us? We give you praise for the possibility and for the reality. And we pray it in your name.